Welcome, everybody, to an exciting episode of Me, Myself, and I'm Joey G, Bad Bussy. I think I'm joined by the first ever tourist besides me to be on the show today, which, like, for me is a very, very, very big deal. We have the sensation, Madison Rose. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> me? No, never. Never. Oh, my gosh. Not another tourist, love. I love an accent. I love an accent. I, like narrate my life via accent i agree you know with that i also i agree i if anything i have this specific quirk that i do whenever i like think about being on like late night shows like kimmel <sighs> yeah i'm always doing it in an accent i don't know it it makes my work feel more prolific Absolutely. <laughs> Every day of my life is a rehearsal for my late night show appearances. Uh, oh my, that's why I'm that's always, word. I train myself. Even though genitalia has prevented me, I train myself to sit cross-legged. <laughs> so I'm facing Fallon or Kimmel or whichever. Genitalia be damned. <sighs> How dare she? How dare she? You know? <laughs> and I'm always like, well, like my recent film I was working on in Australia. Like, and I fully don't, you know? Completely. Like, I, that's just the fantasy. I was at a um, a holiday party like and there was this really cute british guy just talking to me yeah. i mean we love um and we were like in the midst of conversation and i can't like immediately go into the accent i need to like get in the flow and like hear it but then i can just like pop into it and it's like my little party trick mm -hmm. and the biggest compliment i think is when you like pop into the dialect with the person who's actually from there and they're like wait that was really great and that is exactly what happened with the hot fridge uh, guy. And I was like, work. So I love that. Let's make a baby. But that didn't happen. A British baby. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Like, court, well, be a quarter black British baby. He was ginger. Harry and it's Megan. It's kind of giving <laughs> Harry and Meghan. Oh my God. Yeah. Slay the Even next when dynasty. I just saw a British baby. I was like, Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan. Yeah. The only one. The only British. There's actually never been another British baby no, ever. No, never. That country's population is actually just one. Is <laughs> actually zero because they live in California now. In wow. like Oprah's winery. Really? Whatever. Or well, like I think they lived there briefly and they did their interview there and then they lived in one of Tyler Perry's homes. I just watched their um series on Netflix. Okay, I'm like, so that's you why know I'm like so Wilbur's. much detail. I also have an Egyptian life. mother who's like a huge Princess Diana stan. Mm. So like everything that follows such of her life, like I know. My mom is a huge Princess Diana fan. Really? Not Egyptian. I didn't know there was Egyptian Princess Diana stan crossover. Is that just like a, is that like a thing? Or that's just your mother specifically? No, I think it's like, I think it's just an ethnic thing in general. Like us Eastern ladies, like we just love Princess Diana. Like we're just like, oh, mm. she was really one for the people. Like That's true. You know? When I think of like ultimate class. Yes. Princess Diana. Yeah. But like she was scrappy. She could tussle. In the best way possible. She was a commoner, as they say. Yeah. I mean, I reference her in one of my songs. Mm -hmm. You know, I love I love her. I really do. Her well, I reference her revenge dress specifically. Uh, the revenge dress. She ate. She ate. That was like the first or one of the first like bad girl eras. Cause you know, like every like pop girl has like the era where they're just like, I'm grown. The rebrand. Yeah, yeah. That was her rebrand. So oh. like, Charles, you think this is funny? Okay, cool. Give me my pearl. Yeah. She ate. She maybe tore. I would say she tore. Down. Down. Boots back. The queen third. is still shaking and quaking. Right. <laughs> wherever she and her body may be laying. <laughs> right. Current. Like she's rolling. Yeah. We won't go further. Somersaults. I don't want to be rude to. Oh. 
Eh. Is that rude? I don't know. Yeah, but like, <laughs> she also yeah. like, is a part of the problem. So I'm just like, meh. That's actually so true. Just kidding. Be rude. Yeah, she's rolling in that grave. Like her sister. Prince. <laughs> That's the image that I thought. Princess in like Princess her Anna tweed supremacy. fits and everything. <laughs> but yeah, for those of you who don't know, Madison Rose is an excellent, 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 and I mean excellent artist with her latest album, Technicolor, The Full Spectrum, which is out now. I just wanted you to introduce that album to everybody for those that, that unfortunately don't know about it, even though places like Paper, Rolling Stone, Queer Tea, they know about it much well and have raved about it. So what is Technicolor, The Full Spectrum? What does that story look like? Technicolor, The Full Spectrum. So that's the uh, deluxe version mm -hmm. of my debut album, Technicolor. Both came out uh, in 2022, last year. Um and I've described it as it's kind of the the fall and rise of Madison Rose. There was really no like rise, fall, rise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of me like stumbling around in the dark, trying to figure things out and knowing who I could be if I fully stepped into loving myself, knowing myself, mm -hmm. knowing my worth, knowing who's deserving of my attention and my time um and then like what my life would look like with that and uh and there's a lot of you know you know it's it's a pop album in its truest sense you know it's fun it's supposed to be an escapist mm -hmm. uh dream but there's a lot of different emotions there that I try to you know, like I want you to be dancing, but also crying, but also loving, yep. but laughing and, you know, f and feeling all those different emotions. Because um, I know I felt all those different emotions making it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's it is it is semi autobiographical. Um, so then the deluxe version that came out with four additional songs, all those songs are pretty much love songs. And mm -hmm. that was kind of supposed to be the journey of like when you are, you know, lose yourself, find yourself, lose the people in your life that don't love you in the right way. Mm -hmm. And that can be romantic, but platonic, it could be familial, it yeah. could be, you know, whatever. Um, and then once you kind of get there, what kind of love can you then have in your life then? So that was uh, the purpose of putting out the full spectrum. I love the deluxe edition. Thank you. Like, fantasy ray like thank you i love all the songs from the album but like all the very lovey-dovey ones <laughs> are my shit even though i don't have many people in mind to relate those songs to but i love songs about love because like i'll just pertain them to like life you know yeah. we're talking about like art before and it's like in relation to sos it's like you don't have to necessarily relate to the music but you could kind of make the song your own story or kind of like tailor it to what yeah. your life looks like and how that song kind of soundtracks a point of your life. I think that's like you the know? best part. Totally. I think that's the best part about art is that my intention behind a song, mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm hoping that the listener is going to find their own intent and their own story to yeah. it. Um, I, and, and it's like, I, I enjoy telling the stories behind writing my songs, but I never want that to like influence how someone reflects yeah. it in their own life mm -hmm. um and yes like in sos like all the twitter discourse around sos and how people were like oh you know uh 
I just, I don't relate to that anymore. I'm healed. I don't relate to that anymore. I think that healing is holding space for things that you've been through. So you still, it, it's not, it's not shutting them out. Cause I think just being like, oh no, I just don't, you know, shutting that out. I think that's a uh, shame-based thinking. And I'm really yes. like every day trying to not live in shame mm-hmm. um, because it just makes you, it just creates such a dark space in your yeah, life. It's sensitive. Yeah. You know, even if you're not going through said thing anymore, like why would you just choose to feel nothing at all then? Yeah. And also it's, you're being insensitive to yourself, you know, first yep, and foremost. Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's how you, how you treat yourself, how you treat others. Like if I can't hold grace for myself, I'm not gonna be able to like hold that space for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, no, I love that you don't have anyone to attach it. To. I almost think that's better to be honest. Yeah, because because when there, I'm actually, one person. Oh, we'll work. I mean, we're Tauruses. We're lovey-dovey people. Yeah. So it's like, and there's always Venus someone. is in Taurus too. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Cancer Venus. Oh, we're fucked. Fucked. But damn. But once the right one comes, oh, oh my god, they have it all. They have it all. Like all. God bless them. You were saying. Um, <laughs> we're like, um, no, I actually. Because you brought up Ray, like that song specifically, mm-hmm. um, was written years ago. It was written, um, I want to say like five years ago, and it was written about someone who is an awful person. <laughs> like, yep, terrible, terrible person. I actually feel like I write my best songs about total narcissists. Yep, I don't want to put that out there, but I'm like, when I do fall madly in love with a totally like beautiful dynamic healed i'm putting healed in quotation marks person Mm -hmm. because it's it's constant never evolving i'm like what will i write because i really but actually this plays into what i'm saying i so for a while the song wasn't gonna come out i was just like i i i hurt too much thinking about this because Mm -hmm. it's like i've so attached it to that person in that time when i wrote about yeah and then i had this moment in the middle of last year when i was like trying to figure out what the deluxe was gonna be and i was like this is not fair that I've centered this person yeah. in my life and I've decentered myself and my capability to love, to create art, mm-hmm. and also my capability to like see the best in someone. Cause that's like how I would even be able to create a song exactly. about this really awful, terrible person. So I'm like, if I don't put this out, like I'm doing a disservice to myself. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a disservice to people who can make new memories with this song and um it's also putting that person on a pedestal absolutely like on such a high pedestal it's absolutely like, oh because of you like i can't release this to myself like you said it's right service. like how are you gonna let somebody else stop you from putting yeah. out your own art let alone just feeling kelly clarkson twelve thirteen, because of you uh, i never strayed too mother. far from the sidewalk mother you teared up for that one no i definitely <laughs> did like i took a moment i'm like you're wow. like wow because it's been a yeah. kelly week for me wow it's really. been a kelly week yeah I want to know more about my that. December. Like I love that album. She was that. mad as hell on that album. She's incredible. She's everything. ADHD brain. But no, anyway, same. I really that, should get some help. But no. you know, it makes a great are, conversation. The they definitely are. I really hope they do <laughs> soon. But when you talk about the story of Technicolor and you talk about the rise and fall and vice versa, like where did you start when you're making the project? Like where does the arc begin? Does it begin in order? Like when the yeah. album starts? Okay. It's totally in order. That's why also with all the shows I've done, mm-hmm. 
I'm typically playing in track order. Yeah. Um, because for me, I just don't really see the story another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, like, we'll switch stuff around. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's typically it's always in in track order. Like, maybe we have to skip stuff because you can't put everything into, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes sets. But it's always yeah. in that order. Where was, like, the origin story? Like, where did that start? Like, when it came to the album, was it, like, a breakup or was it just, like, a certain point in your life? Um, like, where you're just like, I need to begin this story. Like, if it was a movie, like, if Technicolor was a movie, which would be a really fierce concept. Which it will be. You know? I actually really see it as, like, a stage play. Yes. Um, well, I know, love musical. that. I'm a big musical girl. Uh-huh. And I hope that comes across in the work because I'm quite theatrical. My mm-hmm. stage performances are quite theatrical. Um, Yeah, if it was were to start in a movie, I mean... I'm pretty sure Dancing Till We Die was the first song written for... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Because I just knew in my head, like, I want to make an album. Yeah. I can make an album. What does an album, like, look like for me? And at the time, I was working, like, this is, like, four or five years ago. Um, Yeah, I think Dancing Till We Die was written in 2018. Um, I was working, like, four different jobs. I worked at a children's clothing store worked at a restaurant as a host. I worked at a wine shop and uh, then also was like a pop star. Yeah. Um, And the children's clothing store like didn't get a lot of like foot traffic. So I would be like hours and hours just like kind of doing nothing. Um, And I really wanted to like encapsulate that moment in my life of like Mm -hmm. basically being Hannah Montana but way less glamorous and like – working like all these crazy jobs and then i would get off of work and then i would have to like maybe change in the bathroom at work to run to an event to run to this to go to me because it was just like i didn't there was not enough hours in the day to do everything working on like five hours of sleep like just being totally like i look back now and i'm like i don't even know how i did that especially as a sleepy girl taurus but i was i was determined cap rising that's why um anyway but So Dancing to Die was literally written like on shift at the children's clothing store. And it was just me trying to encapsulate this feeling of like, I know who I am. I know who I am. Why does nobody see me for who I know, Mm. who I know myself to be? And I still feel like that now. Like that's not like a feeling that I think, I think it ebbs and flows. Yeah. And there are moments where you're like, I feel really seen right now. And then other ones are like, fuck Mm. like i'm still like fighting and so it kind of like always i can always relate back to to dance until we die but that's where it started and then all the other songs just started to kind of like trickle in i think technicolor technically was the second song but it took like years to get that production right yeah and then it was like iconic was next but then i for a while i didn't actually i actually almost never put out iconic for myself yeah it's it's great it's just crazy to look at. Which is crazy to song. look at. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't that always, you know what I mean? We sometimes we're our own, we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, so I wrote the song with, it's one of the like the only co writes I have on the album. So I, I wrote everything myself yep. and then work with different producers. But the one of the one co writes I have is with this amazing writer, Horace Gold. And we were like in a session for something else. And then we like stepped into another room and Horace was like, I've had these two lines like stuck in my head. I feel like I need to write this song with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, tell me what they are. And he was like, I want to walk like Tyra. I want to look like Linda Evangelista. Yes. And I was like, that's so, that's so fierce. Like, yeah. okay, I want to walk like Tyra. I want to look like, Linda Evangelista. Evangelista. And yeah. then I was just being like 
just fucking flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm like, I want to be Madonna. Yeah. Get you on your knees like a preacher. And then we just uh. like ripped through it. Like we just like wrote it acapella in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is fierce. I was like, I'll cut a demo. And Horse like, you should put this out as yourself. And I was like, that's never going to happen. But I love your enthusiasm. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I really what it was, I, I was getting in my own way. And I thought mm. that um, I didn't think like I had the bombast to like pull it off. But it was really because I was pigeonholing myself as to what I thought mm-hmm. I needed to be doing as like a pop artist. Because I really that's already like a fight in itself as like as a black queer mm-hmm. woman, like being like, I'm a pop pop star yeah. and I shaved my head. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like, I'm not Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not Dua Lipa. Like I don't look like these, even from the nineties, two thousands to now, like mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people's image of what a pop star looks like, but I yeah. think I look like what a pop star should be. But so then that, that's like a constant kind of battle is it's like making choices that feel authentic to me, but all the voices around you that are like, that's not like what it should look like. That's not what it should be. So iconic was like that struggle for me was, I was like, Oh, I just don't know. Like maybe it's to this, maybe it's to that. And then I finally just like, I, I I feel like if you went back and listened to like early, like vocal demos of that, you would be like, what fire lit under her ass to get to like the last recording that we did, Mm -hmm. like the final. Right. Right. And it took a while to get the production right. And then finally it was right. And then I like went in the studio the dear collaborator of mine, Arthur Besna, who like produced most of the songs on that album and then also vocal produces like pretty much everything for me. And um, I think like it had to happen in the time that it, it's timing, had to happen in the time that it happened, but also with Arthur because I feel so comfortable with Arthur. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I'm just gonna just, just like no barrier. Right. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? We'll delete the take. And then it was like to get to that and hear it back and even listen to it now. And then how I've like been able to expand upon it, like in live shows. It's uh, like, I can't even like. Live, I, it was everything. Period. Must I say. Period. Yeah. Period. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so interesting now because you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe like that. There was that part of me then that was like scared mm-hmm. to be what I am now. But it's like, you know, it's all a journey. And that's the thing. That's what, like, I've realized personally for me and, like, my own little quarter-life crisis journey, <laughs> saga, saga, whatever that I'm going through right now. Period. Me it's, too. like, honestly, the most counterproductive shit to do ever is to get in your own way. Like, that yeah. is the most counterproductive thing to ever do. Nothing in life is going to happen. Yeah. Like, nothing. And, like, I'm, I was that type of person that would, like, I was like a people pleaser, all that, which I still aim to be. And I want to be respectful and courteous, of course. Yeah. But also what I realized too lately, unless if it's like great critiques, like from a producer, from an engineer, from somebody that knows what they're doing, I'm honestly not listening to anyone. Oh, yeah. I'm doing what I want. You have to. You have to check your source. It's like. Exactly. And also it's like, why take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want? Exactly. Sometimes you could only see the vision, even if there is no vision or even if the vision is a little blurry at the moment, you know? Yeah. I just think it's just like a part of the journey of like being authentic. Totally. You know? I totally agree. I think it's it's a disservice to yourself to think that you have to know every single step to start because mm-hmm. then you will never start. And I'm definitely like guilty of that. Mm hmm. 
Um, and it's like the perfectionist, like, I just yep. want to show up like absolutely prepared and, and this and that. To start like a hundred percent. Yeah. Perfect. And it's just yeah. like, it can't like, that's just not possible. And it's also like living in a lack mentality to think that your art or your craft could never get better than what it is right now. Cause that's almost what stopped me from putting out the album mm. was because I had kind of fallen through like different label deals and I was like, I need a label, like I need back and put it out. I can't put it out by myself. I can't put it out by myself. And yeah. I finally was like, so how much longer are you going to wait? Like look in the mirror, look in the mirror, like at yeah, myself. Literally. And I was just like, how much, like how much longer? Mm -hmm. Because like this matters to me, this work matters to me and these songs need to come out. So it was like, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. And it's not going to be like, there's not you know, a million music videos that I want to have. And there's not this and that, but it's like, if I, if I didn't do that, we wouldn't be here now. Exactly. I wouldn't be able to have done a tour last year or like meeting fans or getting stopped on the street or just all these mm -hmm. like amazing little things that are happening, not yeah. little big and all these things that are happening. Um, you know, if I was like still sitting, looking at the tracks on my laptop, so exactly sometimes and most times honestly it's like whatever you're working on just put that shit out like, yeah just put it out or have the I think having the wherewithal of like when some because sometimes people be putting stuff out I'm like girl that no, needed to right. make a little longer uh-huh that needed a few more weeks <laughs> that needed a few, yeah. right uh-huh but a lot of times there's just like great stuff or like people are down to see your progress exactly and you should be too yeah you know like even episodes of this show like this took forever to start because of the whole thing. Like, oh, I don't know if it's ready yet. Girl, it's never going to it's start. Ne yeah. And it's never going to be ready. You know, like each episode, I feel like I peak, but that doesn't mean I want to go elsewhere with it right. too. You know, right. like if anything, continuing it just means there's a further future for the show or for your music or for your album or yeah. whatever it is that you're doing. You know, but how great is that that you do you do something and you're like, wow, this is even better. And it just lets you know there's like there's constant. It's like I think if you start to do stuff and it's like you're like, wow, this is kind of the same, kind of the same, kind of mm -hmm. or God forbid backslide, then it's like, okay, we need might need to but there's yep. always room to grow and change and mm -hmm. improve and like add more glitter, add more sequins, add more rhinestones, you know, like polish it, yeah. Polish perfect it. it. And speaking of perfection and polished perfection <laughs> tell um, me more <laughs> no like when i first listened to the album a while back like what it first gave me if they're like if i were to make a vision board for the album what it gave me mm. in its own unique way was like very reminiscent of like kelly Rowland's here i am Elise's mm. flesh tone mm. even like a bit of like robin's body talk mm -hmm. like that pristine era of like euro dance music that's just like so unparalleled in the best way what were you listening to when you're making the album and like were those albums that I listed or other albums like it what you were listening to when you're making the album the albums that you listed definitely I also really appreciate that you listed two black women mm -hmm. first um because they're I, very fundamental in the genre hello the Alexandra Burke Kelly Rowland Flesh Tone speak on it and the church said um they're very fundamental. And I think uh, we're in this, everyone is in like a reclamation period of finding out where they're from mm -hmm. and the roots and the this. And I feel like for me, before getting into the specific uh, artists, like what was fundamental for me to be able to make this album 
was realizing that black people created pop music and created electronic Mm. music and that I didn't have to like fight for a seat at a table that my ancestors built because for so long it's like especially because I was coming in through like the EDM game for a while like I was doing like producer collabs and that's like such a white male centric genre and so then it felt like for me like I was looking at like how do I how do I get into this? Yeah. There's a bunch of like white DJs who are making songs that I love and I like love this production, but then they're only getting white girls to feature on this. So like, am I even in the running for it? Mm-hmm. And then it's like doing your own research and educating yourself and being like, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes. I'm more than qualified. Also like it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even have to be that exactly. because obviously like we have white artists that freely jump from genre to genre to genre and are just me now yeah and are praised for that but the thing is it's like i love that i love that they have that freedom i wish that all artists could be given that Mm -hmm. freedom and that we like can eventually get out of this like you need to niche down and like what's your like because art is free-flowing yeah and i think genres are not really important anymore because i think everything's you know flowing and whatever but so one that was important for me to just realize like no like there's a place for me here. Um, there's always been. And then, but that that took like a lot of, I had to do a lot of um, unlearning because like when I was 14, 15, you know, I'm I'm a 2010s pop stand till I die. Yep. You know, I was a Katie Cat. We were just talking about Katie before we recorded. Katie Cat, but... yeah. The, the yeah. infamous, <laughs> the infamous moments from, you know, from the documentary. And I went, I went to the California Dream Store. Like that, Damn. that was like, I saw that tour and I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want this like theatrical stage play, pop music. I'm a little monster till I die. Like, so it was like Gaga and Katie. And it was like, um, I would say it wrong. Cascada or Cascada. Cascada. It's Cascada, right? Yeah. Okay. Like mother for a minute, mother yeah. for a minute. Um, you know, we loved Tuvalu. I still love Tuvalu. Love Tuvalu. But there was like a lot of like white pop artists mm-hmm. that I was listening to when I was younger. And then also like still listening. Like I, I beat, 10 year old songs to death like because it's excellence so then I had to go and be like okay where else in the where like this can't be the only inspo for the genre yes Robin as well like big big huge inspo there without Robin there would be no moonlight track four um but one of my faves yes I do love that song I have a fun story about that song anyway but then I had to go back and I went to like let me learn about Donna Summer, Whitney Houston, Gloria yeah. Gaynor. Like I had to like go back to Crystal Waters, like back to the OGs. Yes. Yes. And then how that like led to like what was the Euro influence, but really it started in Chicago and this and that. So it was like mm-hmm. it was a lot of unlearning, relearning, re-listening, new listening that led way to what we know as the album. Yeah. Now. I love that you mentioned donna and crystal important like like probably in like my top five favorite artists of all time for real donna could be like my number one like donna yeah donna summer is the most influential artist of all time like i don't care oh i I, donna summer crystal waters and dina turner like Mm -hmm. the most influential pop icons of all time completely agree within their own right crystal house donna disco and tina rock and pop yeah 
I was really fortunate you know? last year. I got to play um, Indiana Pride and Crystal was on the <gasps> bill. So we got no. to, I got to ride in the van. We rode and sprinted together and lovely, amazing person. I mean, obviously insanely talented yeah. and also just so gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I told her, I was like, thank you so much for what you've done. Cause you like, you paved a way yeah. for girls like me. And um, she was just so gracious with that and, you know, was just kind and lovely. Um, but anyway. No, I love that. <laughs> was there any, like, advice she gave you or anything? She, or, like, a certain memory you have? You know, she listened to my sound check, and when I came off stage for my sound check, she was like, you sound amazing. Aww. And that was just lovely. Um, and then I think when I, when I, you know, told her the, like, paved the way comment, um, it just stuck with me that it was, like, she I to me it's it seemed like she had it in a knowing and awareness of that but it so almost like shocked her to hear that um Mm -hmm. because I don't think she hears it enough yeah and I also think that like there aren't a lot of black like pop electro girls there's just not so it's like who is she hearing that from yeah um so that was just interesting to like kind of take in her reaction and mm-hmm. also just to meet someone who's so influential and so humble um because I feel like we're in a weird time where since anyone can be famous with their phone a lot of people are losing the humble pie mm-hmm. aspect so I think it's like important to meet people who actually like have put in the work yeah for years and to know that they that that's how they hold themselves cuz that's how i i hold myself i mean i would i would say i hold myself that way so that was just like interesting to um just to have that interaction with her and just i was i was grateful for that and it made me feel like i don't know less crazy about the industry in a way where mm-hmm. i was like it's like nice when you're like dealing with a lot of crazy personalities and then you meet someone who i would say is a bona fide legend yep and they're like totally down. You're like, okay, cool. They're a real person too, yeah. on top of being a bona fide Exactly. Legend. And you're like, okay, I don't need to like, I think like like this world like changes people and they like feel like they have to act a certain way to do yeah. a certain thing. Anything does now. It's yeah. so whack. And it's like, whack. Because most of the really like, some of the big, like I've met some of the biggest DJs. I've met some of the biggest artists. Like I know you have too. Mm-hmm. And the ones who are like super famous are actually so kind and like they're really and it's people who have this like i have something to prove and it's like all ego driven that are like really nasty yeah so yeah i guess that's no i love that and i always say that like exactly to your point like the legends are always from my experience personally are have always been the nicest people i met when it comes to meeting celebrities where it's like when it's that one person that has like the number one song out right now that nobody heard of last week is the one that usually comes into the studio with like the posse and is very like low key. And that's yeah. fine to be low key. But like when you talk to them, they're not personable whatsoever. Right. And they're just not with anything, yeah. you know, like the nicest celebrities I met, Brandy, Patti LaBelle and Will Smith. Mm. And that's fucking Brandy, Patti LaBelle and Will, Will Smith. Smith. Like right. fucking icons. And they're the kindest people I've ever met. I can't believe you met Patty. 
multiple times. I'm so blessed to say that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my friend. I like to consider in my head. <laughs> yes, friend. Like Wendy Williams would always do that. She'd be like, I don't know her, but in my head, she's my friend. Oh my God. That's me Patty all the time. I. Patty, if you're watching this somehow, <laughs> even though I don't think Patty has a smartphone because last time we chatted, she said she doesn't. But you never know. I love you, Patty. It's you 2023. Never know. Patty, send this to her. Joey's your best friend. No, we really are besties. <laughs> if there was you. like a celebrity that you would go to a club with, Joe and I talk about this all the time, who would it be? Hmm. Like one that like, like a certain celebrity you see that you're just like, for some reason, I feel like if I ran into them at like $3 bill, I know we'd get the fuck down. That's such a great question. Yeah. Hopefully this answer is not like niche, but it's Alana Glazer. I love that. <laughs> I which, love that. Which I actually did like just meet her. Really? Yes. Before I moved into my apartment. Uh-huh that I'm in now, I was living um, in Clinton Hill and I believe that she's somewhere around there. Maybe, right. maybe we bleep that out. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to. It's a rather large area. Okay. That's a large area, right? I'm like, I don't want to compromise my bestie, but <laughs> I had just, so I like, I moved during the summer and I was like, I'd always known who Alana Glazer was, knew hilarious, knew like she's hilarious, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'd actually never like really like binge watch Broad City. And I was like, this is required viewing now because once you move here, I, it's must. Yeah. And honestly, I'm glad that I waited until I was here because it gives you a deeper appreciation. So I Absolutely. binge watched and then maybe it's just like my, my mind can manifest some crazy shit, especially like on autopilot manifest. And I was like, same. And I was like, I love Alana Glazer. Like, I just feel like we would be best friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe we would date. I know you have a husband, but you know, you never know. There's room. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of glazer, a lot of glazer. And then, like, two weeks later, I'm looking crazy because I'm super hungover. Fun night out. But I'm, like, sleeping in my bed until, like, two, which is crazy for me. And then I was, like, okay, I'm going to stumble to the freaking key food and, like, get some sustenance. I need a chip. I need a something. So I'm, like, stumbling. Yeah. Look insane. And what angel do I see? Outside the door of the key food, Miss Lana Glazer. And I was like, no fucking way. And I'm like stumbling and I'm like, of course, I look like this. I actually had a moment where I was like, should I go change? And I was like, there will not be time. <laughs> a quick and so change, the, yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little quick change, a little quick, quick drag. Some quick mascara, beat, yeah. Something. There was nothing. And so I was like, no. So I go in and Lana Glazer's like picking her leafy greens. Wow. And I'm like, queen, I just need to let you know icon legend and i and she's like she's like oh my god thank you so much and i was like i look like the inside of a dog's ass right now however <laughs> i had to tell you, and she did crack up so i did make bestie laugh yay love it and she was like no you look beautiful and i was like stop and i put my finger to her lip no i'm just kidding i didn't do that but in my head Drop the spinach. In my head, yeah. yeah she dropped the spinach, <laughs> and then we, like, w- rode off into the sunset. Oh. But anyway, yes, I met her there at the key food. So eventually, <laughs> hopefully there's, like, you know, we have a friend date, and I'll be like, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. meeting a girl who looked like the inside of a dog's ass at key food. It's but a she is the story. She is, I would say so. Yeah. She is the woman that you see before you. Wow. But I, I don't know. I think we could be friends. I think we would have, like a, like, a bitchin' time at the club. That's the beginning to, like, a very excellent lifetime movie there's a buddy comedy in there for sure yeah there definitely is i could see that yeah abby gonna have to watch out 
<laughs> Once I mean, again, there's room for three. There's always room, as you know? the great Britney Spears said. A referential legend. Peter Everything Colin is Mary. always a reference. It's I love <laughs> it. You're so well studied. You're just like me. I fucking love it. It's, it's the gay dictionary. I was thinking about that earlier today, like the other day. I think I was just like, once again, talking to myself in an accent while like doing my dishes. And I was just like, yes. I just can't stand people who don't get references. Like, and we were <laughs> talking about that before filming, just like people that don't understand that things come from other moments in history. Yes. Like there's always a reference, darling. Random blurb moment. But like, I really just thought about that the other day. And that's what that just reminded me of. I love that. And there is always yeah. a reference. And always. I love knowing, I like seek out the references. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, we were talking about that, where I think that there we're in a weird time where people are like so against like looking at the ref or they're like, I created this. And I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't, babe. And that's like, okay. That's yeah. actually great. Like, I know that I'm not like, I feel like people will, I'm actually very lucky for the most part at this point, And maybe it's just because I'm in my little bubble right now, but I get Love pretty much all positive comments. Like I only get like a few mean yeah. ones. People are really, really kind to me. Um, but the negative ones that I get, a lot of people are like, you think you're, you think you're doing something new? You think you're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't think that. I think that I've taken all of my, like I do and I don't. I think I've taken all of my references that I'm greatly aware of. Yeah. And I think if you listen to my songwriting, like they're every, like there's so many like referential like Completely. points. And it's on purpose. Exactly. Um, Cause to me, that's like, like what we're, you know, gay dictionary. It's, it's a point of, it's so that you can find your people and like the commonality of like, Oh, you know that you like that. Okay. Me too. And, um, yeah, I think, I think I take my, all my reference points and I boil them down in a pot and I make the new thing, but yeah. it's really just a remix, but that's what like, what makes it exciting and fun. And like, I don't have a big enough ego to think that I have made anything new. And I think no one should have that big of an ego. Mm-hmm. Also like how much pressure to be like, create, like, why put so much pressure on yourself as an artist, a creator? Like, exactly. make something completely new. Right. Oh my God, give me a break. Yeah, even, Go I think fun. it was one Watch episode <laughs> of Drag Race. I think they were doing Snatch Game or something. And one of the contestants wanted to, like, go outside the box and da-da-da. Whereas, like, they had one character that they know how to do and do very well. But they're like, oh, well, that's what I'm known for, blah, blah, blah. And Rue was just like, girl, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. You don't have to do it. Just do it better. Do what yeah. you do best better. Yeah, I don't know where this comes from where people are like, I, like I'm like i going to make it hard. And I get that because I do it too. But it's like, I yeah. think it's, you know, we all are like, I have something to prove. And it's like, or just like do that thing that you do really well. Exactly. I'm not the only bitch with a podcast. I mean, it just might be the cutest one. It's definitely the cutest one. You know, but. The color story is definitely the best. I mean, today we're very much giving Ursine takeover. I know. Today. And I was getting ready today and I was just like, I'm going to wear green. Because I'm meeting with my tour sister today. And you're oh, fucking wearing green too. Our minds. That really made me so happy the moment you turn around the corner. And I was just like, fuck yes. Ugh. We're color coordinated. And I almost each other. I almost wore my Air Force Ones. Yeah. My Nikes <gasps> too. Really? But then I I couldn't because I had to do the penny loafers. I'm oh, I my, love I'm a little my loafer. Just so we can. Oh, I okay. love your perch. Just like Mariah, like always an old Mariah interview. She's always laying down on some. Well, I want. Couch. I wanted to, but I was like, I felt that someone was going to be like, "Why are her shoes on the couch?" And I was. <laughs> when I'm like, it's I had a white mom. Sorry, she wasn't. No, I was kidding. 
my fucking grandmother's everything covered in plastic. Yeah. Everything. You can't do anything on it without it making yeah, the loud squeak. noises and waking up everybody. But also it's like we didn't, yeah. you know, th these can be easily wiped and I look cute in this perch. So I'm going to stay here. For no, this. the perch is really yeah. working. Like this should just be the thumbnail for this. Like this is really hot. Let's. That's hot. Okay. Making a fucking note <laughs> of that. But I wanted to get back to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't ever apologize for a tangent, hon. Oh. I love me Don't a tangent. Don't be sorry. Be sexy. Yeah. So true. Exactly. You know what I tell myself? Don't be sorry. Here's another tangent. Don't be sorry. Be fierce. That's what Ruth mm -hmm. Paul fucking said. Be sorry. Be fierce. Like when somebody like fucked up in a challenge, you're just like, I'm sorry. After being told they're safe. She's like, I won't ever do this again. And Ruth's just like, don't be sorry. Be fierce. And I'm like, that's fucking everything. That was a great RuPaul impression. Like the face. Really? It was really great. Was my posture It was the enough? posture, yeah. Because Ru be snatched and everything. I know. So her posture. Yeah. You know. Sweatpants, but corset. <laughs> Sweatpants under the desk. <laughs> we see each other. What, um, speaking of drag, what other drag legends and performers have you worked with? Because I know you did the whole Pride tour over the summer. Yeah. And everything you mentioned to me that before, like the other day that you had some girls that you were working with. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been so interesting how. So when when the music first started coming out, there's a lot of like fan edits, mm -hmm. Rue, Rue girl fan edits um, to iconic and just mother songs. Um, and I remembered like looking at them and I was like, we're going to call this like a group manifestation. That, yeah. Like eventually this is going to like actually get to the Rue girls. And it did. Um, and I always will credit her every single time because she really did change my life. Morgan McMichaels, um, the legend, the diva. Love her. Love her. Um, the realest bitch I'll ever meet. Real. And she found iconic. Um, and in her Morgan way, like was commenting on this Instagram post and was like, what the fuck is this song? I almost just crashed my car and followed me. And then like, met, like messaged me. I was uh -huh. like, I'm literally like changing my gig tonight to this song because the song is like so fucking fierce. And from that, it kind of like spiraled where it was just like, it was like so many rule girls were, or just Queens in general, not mm -hmm. just rule girls, dra drag Queens from all over the world started doing iconic in their sets and then like branch out in to do my other song yeah and it's just so crazy to like see videos of your songs not only being played but being performed inspiring somebody's art in parts of the world that i've never even been to yet you know mm -hmm. and and getting messages in like languages i gotta google translate but it's like iconic is iconic or like Love. whatever you know wherever yeah. it's from and like um but I have to credit that to Morgan. And then it's like, and then it spread to other, other Queens and like, you know, from the deluxe, like thunder, mm -hmm. um, like Aquaria was just playing that at the, was DJing that at, um, the drag race, the most recent like drag race premiere party. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just like the songs just kind of like organically like make their rounds. And that's really fucking cool. Cause to me, yeah. like you can't say that you're like a pop, you can't say you're a pop girl until the Queens are doing your songs. That's so you know you've made it. Yeah. You know? I do feel that way for sure. Like, I'm like, who knows? Who knows how far it will go? I know how far I'd like it to go. But, like, at the very least, 
I'm touching a culture that has meant so much to me and inspired me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like is already such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's your community too. Yeah. Because you identify as queer as well. So like I want you to expand too on like the importance of being a queer black woman and a pop artist, which you touched on earlier before, but yeah, that's very important. Well, I, too. you know, I came out as pansexual during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pan in the pan. Love. Um, and branding. Bra- always. Always. It's, it's too much. Um, but you know, but I'd always, you know, you always have that knowing, obviously. But I was like, I'm just like a fierce ally. And so I think I still I still have moments where I have to like remind myself, like, no, like this is who you are. Yeah. And um, and like we're stepping into that. And what does that look like? Cause it's like also it's like coming coming into like your sexuality when the world is shut down. And then I think what that looks like now that the world is like co- we're constantly going through every day a new reopening a new phase a new this like yeah. it's it's a, a constant relearning or like knowing of yourself um but i think in the music it's so interesting because like you listen to the album and it's so inherently queer but Very. so much of it if not all of it mm-hmm. was written when i was in the closet like yeah um and it's weird to even say that phrase because in my head I was like never in the clo- – like I never was closeted. It was just like, oh, that's just not – like I relate a lot, but it's yeah. not, you know, I'm not – I'm not queer. I'm not this. I'm not that. And I yeah. think that also comes from um, the biphobia, panphobia in the world and mm-hmm. how people feel that like you've got to have a certain amount of um, experience to claim something. Yeah. When it's like you don't need any experience to claim being straight. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was where I had to get to to like be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Which honestly you could like relate that to anything. It's like, you know, I call myself a pop star and people would be like, You think you're a pop star? And I'm like, I don't need to have like whatever you think I need to have to call myself that. If I know I'm working hard to be that person and to learn the skills I need to learn and this and that, then like why am I not? And if I'm like aware of who I who I like, who I love things that I enjoy in my life like as a queer person Mm -hmm. I don't really need to like check any other person's boxes of what that looks like Um, exactly so all you know all kind of like bleeds together um but I think as far as like my queerness and in my music and like that representation um I think it just all goes into like not being ashamed of who you are and like just like living authentically and and truthfully and it's been really inspiring to see as like as much as I when I peel back like a new layer of myself, how fans respond and mm-hmm. how like the, like, or just like in the universe, how it responds. And it's like, I have this new realization of myself. And then it's like, you get a message from someone that's like, you help me come into like my bisexuality or like one of my favorite, like yeah. moments from last year, uh, was I played Sacramento pride and I met, I met someone who like during the show I was performing Technicolor and there was this person in the front row who was like singing every single word. And I was like on the mic, I was really shocked. I was like, how do you know, how do you know this? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I ended up meeting them after and they told me that Technicolor happened to come out on the same day that they announced their, their transition. And then it like serves as their transition song. Um, and so like stories like that where it's like, yeah 
maybe I didn't have the like strength or awareness to know or not know, but like be comfortable with like where these songs were yeah. coming from. But now that they are like authentically out there and I'm authentically out there and like how that's inspiring. Yeah. You know, and it's all, it's all cyclical. It's yeah, like yeah, really sure. exciting. It's like you just paying it forward now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and giving somebody else that comfort and opportunity to be comfortable yeah. in themselves and finding themselves through music the similar way we did through you know the katie's and robins through that whole 2010s era right and totally. gaga as well totally and everything you know and i when it comes to like you're talking about like sexuality and whatnot i want to ask you too about like relationships in particular to the song yeah moonlight yeah which is easily one of my favorites mm. and from what i could picture like how i frame it in my head it's about like kind of like forcing yourself to move on from something that you know is over but you don't want it to be over. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you see the person that you're once with, with somebody else and you're like, oh, so it is over. Yeah. Where were you like when that song um, is taking place? And are you the type of person, especially because you're a Taurus, do you find it easy to move on from things and cut people off that need to be cut off? Hmm. Well, one, your analysis of the song is correct. Okay. Um, Yes, it was a well, it, or it, it was a even a feeling of like, I think I think the song is also just an acknowledging that healing isn't linear and that mm -hmm. like I can feel totally great and and know that it was the right decision to move on from someone. Yeah. But then you see something that triggers you, whether that it's them, them out in public or it's a post or it's a this or it's a whatever. And then like how you kind of fall back into those emotions. Yeah. Because like nostalgia is a liar a, a lot of the times, yeah. especially in like toxic relationships. Cause it's so easy to be like, no, it was all good. And like, I was and you, you know, you start not mm -hmm. to trust yourself. And I've had to learn that, that like, whether or not, it, if, if my gut was telling me to leave, it's, it's time to leave. Whether I can like explain it or not, or if years later, I'm like, am I sure? It's like, it's better to just like trust your gut and move on than like stick around. Yeah. And get stuck in something that you don't want to be in. Um, as a Taurus, I think Taurus is like, we have a lot of patience and then we don't. So for me, it's like, it just took like that song, where I was with that song. I was actually just imagining seeing my ex out. It didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what would my reaction be in this time? And um, I also was just like, I, I always have body talk on repeat, but I think that week specifically, it just was like really on repeat. And I was like, I want to encapsulate yeah. how I feel like Robin makes me feel. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how can I do that in my own way in this song? Um, and so that was like the inspo. But I feel like with my ex, like it took a long time for me to leave. But then once I left, like I was, I'm done. Like once I'm, yeah. once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Not like a, like, well, with him, if I ever saw him out, I would like pretend like I don't know. But most people, I'm yeah. like, it's not even like it's not a hateful thing. Right. It's like a, it's cool unless you really do me dirty and like he did me dirty. But I see. Um, but yeah. So, but the, but at that time, no, I really wasn't in it. it I think we'd been, I think we'd been broken up for a year actually. So I think it was like I was in a very like I, I guess healed place, but that mm -hmm. is what allowed that song to even happen. Because I don't think I would have been able to have, like, nuance on the topic without that space from it. Right. But I actually wrote it when I um I was visiting, like, a restaurant that I 
used to work at. And I was like sitting at the bar, like waiting for my friend to get off work. Um, and I was like looking at like the lip print on my cup that I was drinking. And mm -hmm. that's like, and I was thinking about how it's like really hard to get lipstick off of cups and how like the dishwasher in the back have to like specifically like, yeah. Cause I used to like pre clean cups for our dishwashers when I worked in certain like things like mm -hmm. just like little stuff like that where you help, you know, you help the team or whatever. And um, so I was thinking about that. And then uh, that was what kind of inspired the, the lyric, you know, wash my lips. Stain yeah. Up. And it was like how you can get rid of the physical stains of people and right. you can like rip up the photo, but it's like those emotional stains. Yeah. And they come back and they're like, damn, I thought I cleaned that up. And it's like, it's just, you know, it's a part of you now. And mm -hmm. how do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, and sometimes, like, there's nothing left to do but just kind of, like, ponder in that thought for a moment. Yeah. You know, like, I have a lot of those moments, too, that happen to me. Like, there'll be certain people within kind of, like, my expanded friend group that, like, maybe we used to have a certain fling or whatever, and then it ended abruptly or something. But I'll have a moment where I sit and think about on, like, the way back home from seeing them at the club, and I'll just be like, how would it be if yeah. it turned out? You know, like, it'll totally. kind of start as, like, not, like, a sad thought, but, like, a little, like, aw. That's so sad that we didn't, you know, da, da, yeah. da. but then I'll think it just like, how would it be? How would if it be? We kind of just like sit and be I present in that thought. Yeah, you oh, know. I can run with a fantasy. That is me. <laughs> I am like exactly what we're saying to being Taurus is whatever. Like, I love a fantasy. I love a lavish moment. Yes. Any of it. I love like a honeymoon phase. I mm. love being giddy. Mm. Ugh. It's like there's a huge wall, but once you break it, oh hun, my God, please. Oh, Gosh, you got to get me together. Right. So that's why it's so hard when it doesn't work out. Cause then it's like, you know, it takes so much to get us there. And then we're there and then it doesn't work out. And it's like, I'm like trying to work on my bounce back ability with things. Like, yeah. But, but I don't it's know. realizing that it's okay to do that. Yeah. You know, and then oh, totally. I feel like that helps you bounce back. Cause I'm the same way. Even when I get mad, like I like to be composed and demure. And ladylike at all times. Glamour. Glamour. All glamour. You know? But when I get pissed, yeah. I get pissed. Oh, yeah. It's like the whole tourist thing. Like, yeah. We're it's literally bulls in a fucking yeah. yard, chilling, eating grass. But then you pull out that little, like, <laughs> red thing. Chomping Horns on the are out. Yeah, yeah and exactly. It's, yeah, totally. Then it's over. And the whole crowd is watching and cheering. Like, right. it's a wrap. And it's so true. You know? Oh, my God. And so you're when I get you're bringing me back to a certain time in my life. Oh yeah, I had that a certain time. Well, it's just life. when I was working in restaurant. Like I was, mm. I was major, and it's just like people can really bring it out. Like I was really cool, calm, collected. Mm -hmm. But it's like when people would just be, yeah, entitled. Oh my That's god, my biggest pet peeve. That's it. Well, and it doesn't help. But people really love the drama, and they love like. Cause there's, cause like, there's ooh, Madison's pissed or exactly, Joey's pissed. It's exactly. Like, this is a rare well, occurrence, but you're going to get a show, honey. There's yeah. also like a certain, like, I think, um, there's a nuance to being like mad and like sassy. Yeah. That Tauruses, I think are really great at. Like we're like a very entertaining form of I mad. I was just about to say that. Where, yes. like, some people it's like, they're mad and it's like, it's scary, but like, we're like, it's, I like, joke when I'm mad. It's like very fierce, bitchy. Like it's like the real housewives brand. I, I fear. Yeah. Like flip table, but it's kind of like glamour. Yeah, it's like my. I'm nails, only flipping my, this because there's a bunch of glasses on. Exactly, it. gonna make a dramatic crash. Exactly, effect. and my nails didn't break, as I did. You know, 
And that's the thing for me, like I get myself in trouble because I have a way with words. Like <laughs> I know how to read somebody down <laughs> eloquently and I mm -mm -mm -mm. hate it because it's like I'm either not saying shit at all, especially because like, for example, my best friend, Giuseppe, that, you know, he's an yes. Aries. So like it don't take him long to snap, which I love because right. we need people on Earth like that. We do. I, however, am not that. And you made a point earlier about like us Tauruses, like we're very patient. Like I like to say I'm tolerant but i'm impatient mm. so once i get past that point of being tolerant yeah tolerant actually might is a better word i think you know like i'm not holding back like if i'm wasting time out of my life to read you i'm reading you the fuck down right and then i'm even just like huh? i'm like i almost hurt my own feelings on that one yeah so, yeah exactly but it's always like fun like i yeah. like to like kind of phrase it together like a joke like i'm reading oh, like totally. a comedy script or something yeah. i don't Glamour. I was glamour. I also <laughs> like a tight little, like a little bite, like a little Ugh, read. I love. Like when men a would nasty like nasty jab. Yeah. Like when like straight men would like throw fits about tables. I would just like wait for them to finish. And then I would look at them and I'd go, Your mom never told you no, huh? And like with their really hot dates, and the girls would go, oh. and then I'd be like, back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> just right like, under their dry little like, skin. It's like, we don't have to be mean. No. But if you want to be mean, I'm going to be meaner. I'm going to be exactly. mean in a way that's like, you're like, maybe I should go to therapy. And I'm like, you probably should. Yeah. Like, you probably should psychologically figure out why you feel so comfortable being unkind to a stranger. Exactly. Uh, that's that's actually a word for a lot of people in the world. <laughs> A lot of you need to figure out. I tweeted a this. Lot. I was like, girl, you do not need a tarot card reading. You need prescription drugs. That is very <laughs> fucking true. People be That's like, a self-call out too. You'd be like, I need, like, what's yeah. the future? I need help. And I'm like, you Doctor. need Lexapro. Zoc you need Doc. a well, you need Lexapro. a cerebral <laughs> subscription. Yeah. X-ray. <laughs> Brain scan. What is it called? An MRI. Cat scan? Something. Something. Scan down. Something that takes a deep look. And that isn't a just provided look. on YouTube via Deborah, just <laughs> sweeping through cards or whatever. Yes. Deborah not going to tell you things that you yeah. need to know. Love Deb, but. Love her. Yeah. Glamour girl as well, but. Yes. Not the girl for you in this current moment. Let's get that healing together. True. The golden girl, maybe, but not the girl. But not the girl. True. Exactly. I wanted to also ask you, since we were gifted with the deluxe version, of course, <laughs> is there a follow-up to the Technicolor story, or does the story end here and you're ready to embark on the next chapter? I would say the story ends here. Okay. And I'm definitely ready to embark on the next chapter. Um, I've already, like, been teasing said chapter on mm -hmm. TikTok. Um, the next chapter is called Monochrome. Um, and I guess we can cycle it back to our love of Diana the rebrand, the dark girl era. Love. Um, but it de it's definitely, like, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just going to touch on some similar themes, but just in a different way, more in depth way. I also want to speak more about like my mental health. Um, I am, I uh, have depression and also I'm bipolar too. And so that's actually what the song Monochrome is about is kind of living in this like black and white thinking. Um, but also then the black and white making a gray space and like, what's, what, what, so what are all those things? Mm -hmm. Um, and like by definition, monochrome is, it, it, 
it holds many definitions in one because it it is like a black and white photograph. I think literally if you Google it, it's like that's the lead definition, but then it's also wearing something of all like, you know, not wearing, but something in all one color. Yeah. In my fashion diva brain, I'm like, it's wearing all one color. Um, but, right. you know, so it can have those multiple definitions. So I want to like play with that because I like living in, I hate living in binaries of anything. Like I just yeah. feel like we're, as people, we're so much more nuanced mm -hmm. than a lot of times we give ourselves credit for. Um, so I want to ex express that more and just use darker sounds and like obviously living in New York now, you know, there's just new um, experiences that I'm having that are inspiring me and like the club scene here. Yeah. The clubs, it's got to be in the clubs. Got to be in the clubs. Got to be in the clubs. Um, so I'm excited. I don't know when that's coming. You know, that's the first comment all the time. When is it dropping? I have no idea. If if I knew, you would know. Yeah, and <laughs> but as Tisha Campbell once greatly said, it's the journey. It's it truly it's is. It's the journey. It truly is. It's all about that. You and I get the music when you get the music. And I believe Miley said it was about the climb. That song <laughs> hits so intensely as a twenty five year old. Like yeah, don't don't press that song L like when I'm on the M train. She? Like she sang that. Like sperm years old like yeah, she was like, like a child yeah preaching. like did she know she didn't or she had an understanding in that we have understanding of things in different ways older for her age maybe because i'm like i listened to the climb and i remember it being like relating yeah but i haven't listened to that in a long time and i don't know if i'm in the mental headspace Oof. to listen to it right now i like 2022 for me was like leaving work going home on the m train riding over the williamsburg bridge just like <laughs> Like yeah. sobbing at that bridge. Right. Like she did that. I think hearing her wail keep the faith would send that's, me into a spiral right now. That's the first thing that I yeah. think of when I hear that song. And that's the part that usually <laughs> sends me into a spiral. Yeah. But There's she, tears right now. So I know it's you great. could see them. Yeah. You could see them. I'm holding on. Listen. And this when wild mascara is holding on too. Slay. Wet and wild, always. Never God. an expensive mascara. That's such a waste of time. It's a waste of money. That's totally. such a waste of time. Time, money, glamour. Glamour. Yeah. You could get glamour at Dwayne Reed. Ugh. Glamour lives in Walgreens. Oh my God. Glamour lives at we CBS. We need a Dwayne Reed sponsorship. Oh my God. That Getting would glamour be at Dwayne Reed. so fierce. I see it in your future. Forget Sephora and Alta. You could catch me at Dwayne Reed, right. which like isn't too foreign to my life right now, yeah. honestly. I think that's like very economical and classy and lovely. That is. Because I think after a certain point, it's like, what are we like, what are we spending money on? You know? Yeah. Just like some things are just a little, it's like, it's a little much. Like $50 yeah. lipstick. It's a little much though. Hun, this is. Like if you got it, love it. But you also just like don't need to, you don't need to do that. Yeah. I'm just trying to buy some wearable Play-Doh and colorful dirt to put on my right. face. Essentially. That's colorful what it is. Dirt. That's essentially what an eyeshadow palette. Maybe is. that's the follow up to Technicolor. Colorful, Colorful dirt. dirt. <laughs> that is actually kind of cut. It's a little cut. Now that I think about it, that is fierce. I'll keep it in mind, for sure. And please come back, like when that to. comes out, whenever, because you are really a key. Like we had our little moment. I think I met you for the first time in Baltimore. Like I think yes. I met officially because I think I walked by you at that one paper magazine party there was here a few weeks ago. Oh. 
Maybe. It was in like Fight Eye or something at that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I remember seeing you there and I was just like, that was that was such a like. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. It was like, I mean, shout out for the invite, but it was. No, I loved it. Yeah. It was gorge, but it was just like so many like cooler young kids. And I was just like, am I old? I'm 25 only. And I feel like I'm so It's like all these like really cool 18 year olds. And I'm just like, shit. But also like. We're not old. And no, I refuse no, to like be made to feel old by eating Never. Old. I refuse. That's a good point. And also, no, I meant I meant a lot in the sense of if we didn't officially meet that, I'm sorry. I was just there was just mass. Oh, no. I mean, it was, you know. Same. I just I also I think I didn't know what to expect. And then I came in and yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, we're raging. Yeah. And I was just doing what I do best, which is just like disassociation, dysphoria. <laughs> dystopia diva diva all of it you deviated, know deviated septum diva deviated disassociated dysphoric diva i mean whatever you, you have to That's do to the memoir. there's a the lot premise. of there's a lot of chapters there i feel a little too many <laughs> a little too many in my memoir but um but yes i'm glad that we got to actually like chat in baltimore and then now, and I saw you perform too, and you were fucking excellent. Thank you. Like, genuinely excellent. And there are other performers there that night that were like, great. We love them. But you, however, were on. Thank like, you. Like, on. Thank you. For real. Even like, I turned to Joe because, you know, he's been living for you, but he would watch like your performances online or whatever, but I didn't just get around to them. And I was like, tapping him on the shoulder so many times during the performances. And I was just like, this is everything almost like when you're just like nodding your head no the whole time during a really sickening <laughs> performance because you're just like this is so disrespectful and then you brought out the fucking iconic megaphone i love her she's a prop yeah a prop queen she won't she i don't know when eventually like it will get retired but it's just really fun now you could always reinvent her for the next i think th- i think the ultimate goal is like how many dancers can we have on stage and like they all have it or like if we do you know like the Coachella big screens like there'll be megaphones like on the screens like it'll get it'll get retooled in a different way but for now I really enjoy holding it and it's like always a fun surprise I think Mm -hmm. even it's either a fun surprise for people who don't know that it's coming obviously or people who have seen the show or seen clips online it like becomes the part they're like waiting for yeah you know like a good like you're just saying you don't have to reinvent the wheel like a good bit is a good bit a good bit and it's a good bit and plenty more bits are coming there's a lot of bits coming there's a lot i fear what do you want coming for you in the new year to end us off since we're still in like the january you know beginning the year moment i know we are huh what bits do you want for madison rose in 2023 um you know 2022 was really exciting but it was a lot of work to the point that you know some parts weren't as enjoyable as I would have liked Mm -hmm. them to be um because it was just so much sensory overload yeah um world reopening first tour meeting fans bus club another club like it just was it was plain next place so it was just it was just a lot and I (laughs) and um and I think this year I want, I, I would actually like to move a little slower 
and I'd like to reinvest in my creativity that doesn't feel like I'm like monetizing it all the time. Yeah. Like I really, I want to teach myself to produce and DJ and do other, I'm a really crafty person, like Mm -hmm. getting back into like, I just got my new apartment. Like I love interior design. Like I want to do things that are for me, not necessarily for public consumption or if they are, it's like, I'm having a lot of fun. I need to have more fun in my life. Fun is very, very important. I realize your wants are honestly more important than your needs. What you want mm-hmm. is very valid. What you want is so valid. You know? And you'd, like, deserve to have your wants. I think it's, especially if you come from, like, we had both mentioned before, like, coming from poor households, mm-hmm. you know? It's like you're taught, like, it's only the needs yep. all the time. Yep. And it's just, like, if you're fortunate enough to be in a place where you can expand to your wants, like, you need to because it's just – it's just so dreary, like, if not. And even on, like, a budget, you still need to, like, like make room for, like, buy yourself flowers or, like, do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to yeah. be, like, super Take expensive. Take yourself out. Yeah. Like, do I have to be up tomorrow morning for filming? Yeah. But I would love to go see a drag show tonight. And yeah. that's exactly what I'm going to do. Oh, my God. Slay. You know, that was, like, an example. But, yeah. like. Oh, I was like, that's not so fun. I mean, that's I was like, probably going to happen. I was like, where are we tonight? going? <laughs> oh, I'll let you know. Let it's know. probably going to happen. Oh my God, I love that. This is the best part about like living in New York, honestly. And this is a part of why I moved is because I was living in LA and I was miserable. And I was like working, 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 miserable, miserable. Mm-mm. And then I think moving to New York has given me such a better work-life balance. And I think one that's just like inherently things are more accessible here. Yeah. Um, But it's... I think that's why I feel re like vitalized and reinvigorated as a creator artist. Yeah. Because there's just so much all the time, all around. And it's like important to not get stuck in your own little. Yeah. That's another thing Completely. I want to, I want to do this year is be less like, I'm going to expound. So it makes sense. Be like less aware of my own shit, like less like of yeah. the bullshit that doesn't really matter. And, like, I just get so caught up in my, like, the minutia of my life. And I'm, like, touch grass. Go outside. Go yeah. to a drag show. Breathe, girl. Breathe. Yeah. Like, it's going to be okay. Slow down. I've gotten this far. Yeah. I didn't die yet. We're okay. Everything worked out. Yeah. So that's what I want to do this year. That's going to happen. Yeah. So probably a new album, like, next year. I love it. I mean, everybody has a full-on deluxe edition of your album. Yeah. To go that's the thing. Honestly, I'm like I leave it in the hands of the gays to like they got it, yeah. this uh, yeah, this album needs to be like at least 10 times more popular by the end of the year. And Which like I've happen. done I've done enough work. And then by <laughs> like the time the new album comes out, everyone will be talking about Technicolor and being like y'all weren't there for this one or right. like oh my she God. was light years ahead of her time. Which they love a ga- they love a gatekeep. <laughs> they love that moment, but That's they cute. also better love streaming. Because it really is, like, really genuinely. We love streaming. Vinyls are Excellent. coming also. Oh. <gasps> Send me the pre-order link. Period. It will be going live. Make a few more coins. Maybe go make some money. <laughs> I'll be getting one. I think I'll just send you one. An exclusive. Right. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for coming. I love you. Thank you. You're going to come again and again and again as many times as you want. Because you're a fucking girl. I would love to come again and again as many times as I I love a multiple coming. Mm. I love a multiple come moment. Mm. I want that in 2023. And on that note. And on that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you for real. Thank you. Everyone, thank you for watching. Hopefully y'all come again in whatever way you want to. And let everybody know where they could find you, stream you, oh, all of yeah. the amazing things. Madison Rose. Per. Madison, like Madison Square Garden. Rose, like the flower. At I am Madison Rose on everything. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Lovely. Um, I'm on all streaming platforms. Come find me. Come talk to me. I respond to pretty much everyone. I love talking to people. So shoot me a DM. Tell me your favorite song. Hot. Thank you. <laughs> and y'all could see really unnecessary thirst traps of mine at Bad Bussy. And stream this shit on YouTube and wherever the fuck you stream your podcast on. We'll see y'all next week.